Yo, football fans, Big D back with another episode of the Big D Podcast. Before I bring in Bandy, please subscribe, like, and share the Spunky Spectrum Sports YouTube page. We can see all my content, upload a lot of videos, upload, and uh, more coming. Also, check out the Big D Podcast for you audio listeners on Spotify and Apple. So uh, joining uh, me this evening is the host of the 4th and Flex Fantasy Football Podcast, uh, ba- Talk Tampa Bay Bucks, Bandy. So Bandy, uh, how are things going in Arkansas? <laughs> uh, they're going good, man. I'm, uh, I'm born in Tampa, just for the record. Throw that out there. But I'm living in Arkansas, still supporting my Bucks. You know what I mean? Got to do what you got to do. Yeah. I mean, trust me, I'm a, I'm a Jags fan at home, even though we're like five, six hours from Duval County. <laughs> so, um, obviously, uh, this season's not going well for your Bucks because a lot, I mean, a lot of people thought that the Bucks would have been one of the NFC's best team, but through eight games, Tampa's three and five. I mean, one. Two straight pro teams against Dallas and New Orleans and then beat the Falcons, but lost five out of six. So um, three. So uh, coming into this season, where did you think the Bucks would be at the midway point? <laughs> Not here. <laughs> Not here at all. But you know, like you never know what's what's gonna happen, you know, like uh Tom Brady says football is hard, and uh, I, th- I think that we just expect, you know, Tom to just be great all the time. When he's less than great, it just, you know, it doesn't look right to us. Something feels off, and I know you as a Jags fan know what it's like to, uh, you know, feel it for your team, and I am feeling it for my team this year, buddy. Yeah, I hate, yeah, trust me, I hate losing, so... You mentioned the goats. Um, uh, I mean, it's it's been a weird season in for TB12 because I don't think I've seen the goat be as frustrated. And I mean, whether it was the voice with Zell, but how much has Tom Brady's lack of consistency hurt the Bucks? Because you guys got a good offense. I mean, yeah, Gronk or Tom, but you've got Mike Evans, Chris Godwin. And playoff winning, that should be enough, right? I mean, yeah. I mean, in theory, it should be. Um, but, you know, I, Tom Brady's always had a good run game, and we've got good guys, but we just can't get it going. We're last in the league in the on the run. Um, that's, that's pitiful. I think Tom Brady has always thrived with a great defense, and a great run game and uh, playing off that play action, you know, stuff like that. But everybody knows that he's going to sit back and he's going to throw the ball because they can't get it moving on the ground. So I think that's making it harder for him. Well, one thing, whether it be in New England or now Tampa, is that Tom Brady, no matter what the receiving for, no matter what the defense or running backs, always played behind a competent offensive line. And this year's, and this year, Tampa Bay's offensive line has been the worst in the TB12 era. I mean, other than the two tackles, you and I could be playing guard and center. I mean, of course, uh, Ali Morpet. Nobody mentions, but Ali Morpet retired. 
was sort mm -hmm. of the problem. And then Alex, and then uh, Jensen was hurt in training camp. So you lose a really good guard, one of the best, uh, one of the toughest centers in the NFL. So guess what? The leadership's not there. The offensive line doesn't have the same pump punch. And I don't care if it's Barry Sanders, Jim Brown, Walter Payton behind Tampa's offensive line this year. Nobody's getting nobody's getting holds. Yeah, no, you're you're 100 right. Um, <clears throat> it's it's wild what's going on over there, man. Um, the offensive line is 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 a wreck, and uh, we got Gedeke there. We got a couple of guys trying. I mean, they're trying, but we saw Tom yell at him. Um, I mean, he there's a reason he's yelling at him, you know. But I mean, Ryan Jensen should be coming back soon, right? I mean. So that's a that's a plus. There's that leadership. I'm I'm excited. Hopefully we get Jensen back and things start churning for us the right way. Yeah, because because Tampa's got the thirty got the league's worst rushing attack. Oddly enough, the opponent, which we'll talk about in a minute here, the Rams have got the second worst rushing attack. So of course this will probably be the game on Lenny. Leonard Fournette runs for 180 yards, and whoever starts for the Rams runs for buck 20. <laughs> well, I hope you're right. I got Leonard Fournette on my fantasy team, so uh, I could go for 180 and two tugs. <laughs> well, yeah, I think a few of us do. I mean, you imagine anyone who drafted the Bucks offense, that'd be me in best ball. Yeah. Yeah, I hear that. So, who, so, um, how much do you think the coaching switch from Bruce Arians to Todd Bowles has, has affected the offense? Because, yeah, Byron Leverage is still there as the offense coordinator. But, but Bruce Arians felt like, he, felt like he really helped him. Arians and Brady really helped the offense. And I don't think the offense is quite the same when you've got a defensive mind head coach compared to an offensive mind head coach like Bruce. Yeah, I, you know, when it first happened, I thought, you know, we still got all our main pieces there, so it shouldn't be too bad of an issue. But the more I see it in person, it seems like Todd Bowles doesn't have that, that you know, get out there and, you know, get him kind of attitude that Bruce Arians brought to the team. And, you know, he's still around. Why don't they let him come back to the sideline at the very least and rile those guys up? You know what I mean? I mean, what what's the worst that could happen? You know, the guys on, uh, you know, Mike Florio gets mad and talks crap about it. <laughs> or, or who's the, or who's the, yeah, I have the talk show guys, but I think it would help. I mean, whether Bruce is directly or indirectly involved with help. Yep. Uh, yep. That no risk it, no biscuit thing that Bruce Arians, uh, you know, brought to the team. It just feels like it's not there. Todd Bowles, you know, he he's trying. He's giving it his all, you can tell. But he he's just the kind of person that, you know, he's very level-headed. He's, you know, you know, straightforward. But Bruce will get in those guys' asses, you know what I mean? <laughs> and I think that's what they need. I mean, you know how determined Tom Brady is. He might be 97 years old, but Tom Brady's energy level has not wavered. Mm -mm. 
And uh, we know Tom Brady's not going to beat people, people scamping out the pocket. He's not going to be a Josh Allen, uh, Lamar Jackson, Justin Fields, Patton Holmes was scamping around the pocket. He's going to be a pocket passer. And that's what we want from him. Like, when I see him take off and run, my I get scared, man. Like, if Brady goes down, I don't think uh, Gabbard or any of them guys are going to be able to hold us down. So when he starts running, I'm just like, I start freaking out a little bit. I'm not going to lie to you. Maybe tell <laughs> Brady and Tua, Tua in Miami. I don't know if there's a thing with water quarterbacks, but maybe Brady and Tua running should just not be, should just not be legal. <laughs> I agree. Although a couple, what was that last year when he took off for that uh, eleven-yard run against the Bills, and he hopped up and he was super fired up about it. I gotta admit, I love that man. That was so great watching yeah. him do that. Hey, I mean, Tom Brady rushed for a touchdown in the uh, in the uh, 01 divisional game against the Raiders, which we know for a different reason. But <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. But, uh, Defensively, I mean, Tampa's defense is good. I don't think you've got quite the same issues there. It's just that it's just the offense needs to do more of its share of the work. I mean, defensively, I think the Bucks. I mean, have got injuries. A few guys not not quite where they've been, but I think Tampa's defense has been okay enough. And you think, well, you gave up forty-one points to Mahomes. Well, everybody gives up forty-one points to Mahomes, but. <laughs> I'm not worried about the defense quite like I would be with the offense. Well, you know what is is strange? They feed off each other. You know, that momentum shift, they can feel it. When the when the offense is clicking, the defense starts moving. You know what I mean? And and and, and I love that about them. Um if you if you go back to the, the Ravens game, you know, we started off a little hot, you know. We 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 thought things were gonna start going good. And what did the defense do? They came out and they played hard. But then we got the ball a couple more times, punt, punt, you know, no third down conversions, and the defense just started to the, the their their energy got brought down, you know, and it's back and forth, you know, they gotta play off each other. Yeah, and it's weird because Tampa's defense usually good at stopping the run, and yet second half of that game, Lamar and the Ravens could do whatever they want. It's like three yards, four yards, five yards, six yards, and it's like the Bucks are not going to stop the Bears. Mm-mm. Come out of halftime, and Kenyon Drake took off for what forty yards. <laughs> it's crazy. So um, obviously your division's crazy right now. I mean, nobody would have predicted the Atlanta Falcons leading through week eight, but um, I mean, is this is this the one division where Tampa <laughs> can get its act together? Because you imagine you won the AFC NFC East, you'd be done. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, usually formerly known as the NFC least. Uh, you're right. You're right. Um, but our, we still got a chance. We've won three games. It's it's sad. First time Brady's been under 500, I think, in his whole career, right? From what I understand. And, you know, I we're, we got to get it together. Did good. The, re, the Falcons, the Saints, the Panthers, they all seem to be clicking, though, right now. And that's what worries me. Um, so in looking ahead at our schedule, it's a rough schedule, man. 
Speaking of schedule, how about this weekend? You've got a pissed-off L.A. Rams team heading to Raymond James Stadium. I mean, this was a game I, I circled on the calendar thinking this could be an NFC Championship preview, and it might be winners maybe alive for the playoffs. Loser might be thinking about next year. Mm. Yeah, both both teams are not producing like they did last year. That is for sure. Well, um, both... I mean, if you look at the Rams' offensive line, you you would know why because I think Rob Havenstein and uh, Allen are the only guys still there from the Super Bowl team. Everybody else is either like retired or got in hurt, left the team. Like the Rams' all offensive line is. Yeah, they're missing Andrew Whitworth over there for sure. Um, and maybe he needs to come out of retirement uh, Thursday night football and uh, get in there and help him out because it's rough. And and that just goes to show you how important the offensive line is. They get none of the credit, you know, when things are running smoothly. But, you know, those guys do a lot of work up there. And I, I think they deserve, you know, some credit, especially when, you know, things are rolling the way they're supposed to be. Well, I mean, look, when you played the Chiefs in the Super Bowl a couple of years ago, Kansas City didn't have a prayer block than you guys. And now Kansas City's out, the Chiefs' offense line is so much better. So Pat Holmes can do his dipsy-doo, whatever it is. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, no, you're right. That was a great game. That, that was a fun time for me. <laughs> so what's going to be a key to this game? Is it going to be which team can sort of run the ball a little bit in this game? I mean, I, I'm, I'm thinking, uh, I'm thinking Bucks, Fournette, Rashad White, pass catching back out of there. I mean, I guess that's not technically running the ball, but he is a running back. Um, I think we can definitely do something. I mean, uh, but, but Cooper Cup might be out. You know what I mean? So we don't know, you know, how it's gonna look, but um, I think we could take him. <laughs> I hope we could take him. We need a win bad. Yeah, especially because the week after you're playing the Seattle Seahawks, but you're not playing them in Tampa. You're playing them in Munich. Mm-hmm. We're flying over to Germany, and then yeah, I mean the season is halfway over already. It's crazy. <laughs> yeah, it's weird. You're playing. Yeah, week ten. You're playing the uh, Seattle Seahawks in the I believe the first ever NFL game in Germany. Is it the first ever? Wow. I think so. I'm not 100%, but I think so. Interesting. Interesting. Hey, the good news is you will be you will probably beat the Seahawks there because the Seahawks are playing in Glen Arizona this weekend. <laughs> Fingers crossed, man. <laughs> That's definitely a... No, I mean, beat them to Munich. I don't know if you beat them because the Seahawks actually lean the NFC West. I'll see how he's leading the NFC West beyond me, but I don't know, man. Geno Smith, he's probably in the, uh, um, you know, he's probably in the running for comeback player of the year. Honestly, <laughs> that's probably that's probably the least you could say. You're probably winning at this point. Who would have predicted that? By the way, <laughs> Pete Carroll. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> no doubt. Yeah. He knew something was going on over there. He knew what was up. So with the trade deadline yesterday, I mean, a bunch of teams made moves. I mean, Dolphins got Bradley Chubb. Vikings got TJ Hawkinson. 
Bears added uh, Chase Claypool. Eagles got Robert Quinn. Uh, I'm trying to think who else. Bills got uh, Naheem Hines, but uh, the Bucks did nothing. Were you surprised the Bucks didn't look to add an offensive lineman? A hundred percent. Hundred percent. I was surprised. I just kept waiting. My phone would go off. I get a notification. Here's the. This is the one. This is the one. Nope. I mean, I mean, they're obviously confident with what they have. They're, the problem isn't the players. The problem is putting it together. And we're getting some pieces back. Like I said, Jensen is. You know, he's he's starting to feel better. Hopefully, be back this week. I don't quote me on that. I'm I'm just hoping. But yeah, it was it was pretty. Uh, pretty sad I, but i like i said i think that they realize the pieces are there to make it happen and uh hey we added tyler johnson to the practice squad welcome back buddy <laughs> so wait no, so wait is he gonna be like the eighth book receiver to get hurt this year <laughs> who knows who knows i mean we got julio back finally but who knows <laughs> I feel, uh, speaking of guys coming back, uh, you, is there a chance that the Bucks can get Robert? You mentioned Andrew Whitmore with the Rams. Is there a chance the Bucks bring back Gronk? Woo, I hope so, man. Bring on some Gronk. We need him. We need him. Brady needs him. That'd be great. But I just feel like Gronk is 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 done. Um, from what I've heard from him, it's it's there's not a chance of it happening. And I've heard uh, Skip Bayless and all those guys talk about uh, it being a big possibility, but I just don't see it. I would love it, but I just don't see it. Big Tom, yeah, just have Gronk on like third down and in the red zone. Right. Yeah, he said it would only take him two weeks to get ready. You know what I mean? Like, <laughs> two we weeks? Just... It might take him two hours. <laughs> That'd be great. I'd love Gronk to come back. So I mean, after so, I mean, after LA and Seattle, you have a bye. Then Cleveland, New Orleans, at San Francisco, Cincinnati, at Arizona, Carolina, and Atlanta. How many wins do the Bucks need to potentially contend in the NFC South this year? Um, let's see. We got three. I'd say. Ugh. I mean, if everybody else doesn't do great, I mean. Ugh. Seven, six. Ugh. Can we even get seven? Is there enough left? <laughs> yeah, there is. Seven wins, I think, probably could get us there. That would be ten and seven. Yeah. I mean, yeah, you imagine a 14 win team playing a 10 win team in the wild card. Yeah, well, you know. Brady, uh, he ups his game when it's playoff time because that's to him is when the real football starts. So, yeah, none of this regular season stuff. I'm like, you can, yeah, Aaron, you can win the MVPs. I'll just win Super Bowls. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And we were a wild card team going in the year we won the Super Bowl. Just saying. And won three road games. I love what the Steelers did in bus in Jerome Bettis's last season. Mm-hmm. Yeah, great run. Great run to get there and win it. Hey, I mean, Seals might not have won in their home stadium, but Jerome Bettis won in his hometown. <laughs> right? 
Yeah, we were the first. What What are the odds also that it happens two years in a row? Home stadium win, home stadium win. I don't think it's going to happen this year with the Cardinals in Glendale, but <laughs> I mean, not a problem where he's inconsistent. Uh, let me see. Let me see if I could test your trivia here. Uh-oh. Uh, the LA Rams and Tampa Bay Buccaneers have played some memorable games, but this, I'm going way back for you. I'm testing your memory. Who was the Buccaneer quarterback when you played the Los Angeles Rams in the 1979 NFC Championship game? Oh, <laughs> I'll, give I guess... you a hint. I'll give you a hint. Uh-huh. He was fa- he became famous for a Super Bowl record in the 1980s. Steve Young. No, <laughs> I, don't... I don't think Steve Young played give... it. Probably think... not. Give me some choices. A, B, C. <laughs> okay, let me see. I don't know if I. You're right about the Steve Young thing. <laughs> um, I'll give you a hint. Think Super Bowl in Southern California against the Denver Broncos. Mm, I don't know, buddy. That's way back in the day for me, man. <laughs> I'm thirty. I'm thirty-four. <laughs> I'm thirty. <laughs> All right, you got me, man. I don't, that's way back in the day. Huh? Doug Williams. Doug Williams? Makes sense. <laughs> thought, I would, thought I would test you out with some buck trivia. I'm like, I, I like to do it with some of my guests. I'm like, I thought, I thought you might, your memory would go back more than Tuesday. <laughs> yeah, well... <laughs> You, uh, you, oh, you, you overestimated me. <laughs> have you thought, have you thought about getting tickets for the uh, Munich game? I mean, if, if somebody gave them to me, yeah, but I mean, flying over there, I, I don't see it happening right now, man. You know how I, much the tickets would cost? How much? No, I mean, do you, have you looked up? Oh, I don't know, man. I, I just, it's definitely out of the realm of possibility for me. So I didn't even look. <laughs> Flying all the way over there. I mean, I'd fly to Tampa, you know, to go see a game, but I ain't flying all the way to Germany. <laughs> yeah, I'm trying to think if Little Rock's airport's even big enough, big enough to fly that far in the Europe. Well, we got an X and A airport that's a little closer. That I, I think they go that far. I mean, I would go somewhere else, probably to a bigger airport, and then go over there. But yeah. Uh, probably sounds like a landing if you ask me, right? Probably. Yeah. <laughs> Here's Atlanta again, standing in our way. <laughs> you beat the Falcons. I don't know. Oh, you beat the Falcons and the, you beat the Falcons with the help of the Zebras. <laughs> that bogus rough in the quarterback call. Hey, Brady throws tablets, not flags, right? <laughs> hey, speaking of tablets, is Tom, what's the overrunner on how many tablets Brady throws the rest of the season? I don't think he throws another one. He might if he might if uh, Jalen Ramsey takes it back for pick six. <laughs> he might. 
<laughs> he, you know, the last time they met, though, he threw a bomb over Jalen Ramsey's head to Mike Evans. So, but Jalen Ramsey's playing like he's playing lights out this year. So, I think Jalen Ramsey gave up a touchdown to Jamal Chase in the Super Bowl. But we know why because Chase pushed off. Oh yeah, he pulled his yeah, yeah. Yeah, the Bengals aren't looking uh, quite as good without old Jamar, are they? Uh, yeah, you take away a number one receiver, and all of a sudden the quarterback's average, Joe. Well, it seems like the Bengals need to have all their core pieces in order to be great. I mean, from what I see. Well, I mean, look at Miami this year with Tua, Chari Kill, and Jalen Water. If the Dolphins' offense is steaming, you can't stop them. Yeah. That's uh, scary over there. Yeah. Hey, added uh, Jeff Wilson Jr., didn't they, over there Miami? And Bradley Chubb. Yeah, I love Jeff Wilson Jr. over there, man. He, I, he might, You think he'd take the role from Mostert? No, 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 no. Mostert is usually the most hurt. Honestly, that dude's always injured, so we, we never know. I thought, I thought McCaffrey was always the most hurt. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he's looking good, man. He was my he was my play for comeback player of the year uh, before the season started. Heck, it, heck, it might be Jimmy G and CMC for comeback player of the year. Yeah, jeez, old Jimmy G, back at it. Yeah, back at it, throwing touchdowns and probably in San Francisco deep in the playoffs. Oh wait, and you guys play them in a few weeks. Yeah, <laughs> and they are looking good, man. They're scary. Yeah, so thanks for having on, Bandy. We wish you bucks well. Hopefully uh, you still win because it's better when Tom Brady's winning and not throwing taplets. I agree 100% on that one. <laughs> I appreciate you having me, man.